The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, another really cool discovery in the dinosaur world, and once again, it has ties to the University of Alberta. Scientists have unearthed the first baby tyrannosaur fossils ever found. One of those fossils was found near Morin, Alberta, the other in Montana, and they shed some light on how the iconic dinosaurs grew and developed, and I shouldn't even say baby, I should say embryo. Uh, The study was led by University of Alberta graduate Dr. Greg Funston, who is now a Royal Society Newton International Fellow at the University of Edinburgh, uh, where he is studying and doing research. He joins us this afternoon, this evening, (laughs) from Scotland. Hi, Dr. Funston. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Okay, give us an idea. Prior to this discovery, what was the smallest or the youngest tyrannosaur that had been found? Well, so there have been a couple really small tyrannosaur specimens that have been floating around but haven't really been worked on scientifically yet. But the smallest one that we know of that has been kind of added to the scientific literature was about three years old, and it was maybe three or four meters long. So these, uh, these specimens that we're working on right now are much, much smaller. Much, much smaller. Okay, so let's talk about the, the, the specimens that were found, and I want to break them into the, the two distinct ones that have been found. Tell us about the, the toe claw specimen, which was found near Drumheller. What, do you, what did you find out about that? Sorry, I just missed that question, but uh, I think kind of what you were asking about the claw, and so I'll, I'll kind of walk you through the discovery there. Um, Perfect. We were working near Morin, Alberta, and we found this tiny little claw that's just a centimeter long. And when you think about a, a giant tyrannosaur, uh, and you imagine one of its toe claws, I mean, these are things that can be as many as 10 centimeters long. These are huge animals. So to find a claw that's really small, uh, that's really exciting. And we can tell that it's from an embryo because it doesn't have properly formed joints. And that's something that uh, when animals are born and they're walking around, early on, they need to have fully formed joints. So that was a pretty good piece of evidence that we're looking at an embryonic animal. And so that that claw, if from, from what I was reading, is over 71 million years old? Yeah, exactly. All right. So the jawbone I found really fascinating as well. That was, uh, that was found in Montana. Can you tell us about that site and, and what it showed that jawbone because it even had little little tiny developing teeth in it yeah the jawbone is really exciting i mean the, the claw is exciting too but the jawbone maybe gives us a little bit more information about about what these embryos would have looked like um it was actually found it's an interesting story it was found in 1983 so quite a quite a while ago but we couldn't study it in detail because the technology wasn't there yet it's very delicate i mean think about a giant tyrannosaur and just how big their skulls were i mean they could swallow a person whole but this jaw is just an inch long so it's, it's barely the length of your thumb. It's really tiny, and so it's very delicate, and we weren't able to study it by removing it from the rock. So instead what we did was we put it into a particle accelerator called a synchrotron, and that allowed us to blast it with high-powered X-rays. And so we were able to reconstruct its anatomy virtually uh, in really high microscopic detail. 
And uh, essentially what that shows us is is a jaw that looks a lot like an adult tyrannosaur, um, which was a, a quite interesting finding. Um, even early on in life, they, they probably had the tools that they needed to be fairly capable hunters. Can you, what, what could you tell or what did you learn about the teeth that were developing in this jaw from the, from the study that you did on, or the studies that you are doing on it? Yeah, so the, the, the CT scans that we did with that synchrotron, um, they showed us that there, there are 10 tooth sockets preserved and there are eight teeth within those sockets. So not all of the sockets have teeth, which is a, a good sign that it's an embryo as well because the teeth haven't started forming yet. And many of the teeth are, are very tiny. They're, they're, they would look like kind of little bells. Um, they're just tiny little hollow shells uh, as they develop, and then they would eventually grow a root and erupt out of the jaw. Um, and we actually have a, a couple of really interesting aspects of the teeth that help us learn a lot more about these animals. Um, the main one is that we have what's called a null generation tooth. And this is something that, that's found in some reptiles, uh, where they essentially have a first generation of teeth that they develop while they're embryos, and then they get rid of that generation and they grow their functional teeth. Um, and so to have that kind of tooth in the jaw is really good evidence that it's an embryo. Uh, and we actually have a, evidence of a little tiny replacement tooth that's growing uh, and replacing that functional tooth. What a very cool discovery, uh, Dr. Funston. Were you able to determine through the research on the claw and the jaw on, on, on how big a Tyrannosaur egg might be? Yeah, so we didn't actually estimate the size of the eggs directly. I mean, we don't really have uh, too much evidence to know exactly and, and say, you know, this is the proportions of the egg or something like that. But we can make some speculations just based on the size of the embryos that we're working on. So when we look at other dinosaurs, the biggest egg that we know of so far is, is one from China, and it's from a giant toothless dinosaur uh, called Bei Bei Long. Um, and its egg is 17 inches long, so, so for, like four, 450 millimeters, which is absolutely enormous. Um, but when we compare our embryos to the embryo inside of those eggs, our embryo is even larger. Um, wow. So we're, we're fairly certain then that, it, you know, if that's the size of the egg that holds baby long and we have a larger embryo, that the eggs would have had to be a little bit larger. But we're not, we're not really sure because that's actually pushing the limits of how large eggs can get and still be able to, you know, bear their weight and have efficient uh, gas exchange. So really, Tyrannosaurs, if they had eggs that large, were pushing the limits of what eggs can do. Yeah, so I'm curious then, you know, just, uh, I mean, are you able to, and I know you're a scientist, so you don't like to guess, but what, how big a, a hatchling would be then, uh, you know, if, if, if this, you know, if this embryo um, with the jaw that you're studying was, was eventually had hatched, how, how big it might have been? We can't be absolutely certain, um, but that is one thing that we tried to tackle in the paper. And fortunately, we, fortunately, tyrannosaurs are very well-known animals. And so we were able to use a data set of more than 100 skeletons 
Uh, and that gave us a way to use measurements from our embryonic bones and project the size of the body that they would belong to. Uh, and what we found is that the, the little jaw uh, corresponded to a, an individual that was maybe about 715 millimeters long, so 71 centimeters, just shy of a meter, whereas the claw was probably an individual just a little bit over a meter. Um, wow. And when we look at the, the developmental stages of those bones, the jaw does seem to be a little bit earlier in development than the claw. And so that maybe tells us that the claw is a better indicator of the size of a hatchling. So about a meter, three feet long, which is pretty large. So from, from your website and doing some reading on your website, um, and it sounds to me, I, I think one of the things that I had read was if it was around one meter, that it would make it one of the largest hatchlings to emerge from an egg. That's pretty amazing. It is, yeah. So, so far the largest eggs that we know of. Uh, belong to the elephant bird, which is now extinct, but did overlap with humans. So we have a pretty good idea of the size of those eggs and the embryos. Um, now that egg is not as long as those of Bebe Long, the, the extinct dinosaur, but they're larger in terms of their volume. And so the embryo that comes out of there uh, is so far the largest known embryo to hatch uh, from an egg on land. Uh, and our Tyrannosaur embryos, the claw, is, is the, the little bit that we can overlap. Um, and it's 10 to 15% larger than the claw of, a, of an extinct <laughs> elephant bird. So wow. we're, we're looking at, you know, possibly the largest embryos ever. Very cool. So from what you've seen uh, from the embryos um, to known juvenile skeletons of Tyrannosaur to adults, are you able to estimate a, a growth rate? You know, how long uh, it takes from being, a, you know, from the, how long it would take from going from a, a hatchling to a full-size Tyrannosaur? Yeah, well, we can. We didn't do that in this study, but there has been a lot of previous work on that, and our study contributes an endpoint. So, one of the biggest mysteries in Tyrannosaur growth is, you know, what size did they start out at? Um, and we can always project back to zero and try to to figure out the curve that way. Um, but from all those previous studies, um, and, and I hope we're able to incorporate these bones in the future. But the current understanding is that Tyrannosaurs would have stayed small for a couple of years after they were born. Um, as I mentioned, that three-year-old um, that, that we know of that's quite young, that, that's not too much bigger than these one-meter-long hatchlings. Okay. And then during their teenage years, they would have had a really big growth spurt. And by about 18 to 20 years old, that's when they reached their maximum body size. And after that point, they grew much more slowly, um, and they maybe have put on a little bit more mass, but they weren't growing in, in dimensions very much after that point. So, so what do baby tyrannosaurs look like? I mean, I'm looking at some pictures, like artist rendering, there's the cute little blue fuzzy things, or do they look like their, like their parents that we saw in Jurassic Park? Yeah, so, you, you know, the, we, we have a, a very incomplete picture. I mean, we've got two bones, but we were, what we were really struck by is just how similar those bones are to those of adult tyrannosaurs. Okay. This is especially true of the jaw. Um, the jaw is a really direct comparison with some of the juvenile tyrannosaurs. And so that tells us that, um, for the most part, if we find other embryonic bones, some of those key features that distinguish tyrannosaurs from other uh, meat-eating dinosaurs will probably be present on those bones. Um, and so that's a really good sign for identifying future material. Um, 
in terms of their proportions, we do know that tyrannosaurs went through some pretty radical changes where they had uh, a much longer and lower skull as juveniles, and they were much more gangly, um, so really fast pursuit <laughs> predators. And then as they got bigger and bigger, they kind of switched into a mode of life where uh, it was just brute force. They didn't need to catch, they didn't need to, to run after their prey. They would just grab it, and, and that was it. The gangly teenager stage. I remember it well, Dr. Funston. All right. Why haven't we found more um, uh, tyrannosaur eggs and, and embryos? And, you know, why, why haven't we found more? That's, that's, I think, is one of the biggest questions coming from our studies. Um, you know, we can eliminate one of the possibilities, which is that tyrannosaurs were nesting in different areas. Both of these sites where we found the bones are areas where we've previously found eggs and embryos of other dinosaurs. So we know that tyrannosaurs were living and nesting in these same areas. So we can exclude that as a possibility. It might just be that they're they're so fragile. It might be that they, they didn't have many young at once. They had maybe one or two giant eggs that, you know, survived, so there wasn't a lot of infant mortality. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are many different possible explanations, but one of the things that I think is really worth more investigation is that just before we published our study, um, maybe, I guess, eight months ago, it feels like forever ago now, um, <laughs> But there was a a really interesting study that came out that showed that a lot of dinosaurs laid soft-shelled eggs. And we speculate in our paper that if tyrannosaurs did lay soft-shelled eggs like some other dinosaurs, that might explain why we haven't found their eggs yet. I mean, if if you think about these enormous 17-inch long eggs, they would have had really thick eggshell, and that should be easier to preserve than the eggshell that we get at these sites uh, from other dinosaurs. So there's kind of a discrepancy, um, and, and we're hoping maybe that some increased efforts in these field sites will uncover some more bones and, and maybe some eggshell too. Before I let you go, where does your research go from here? As I said, we want to get back to the sites. Um, We're really just itching to get back and look for more material, Um, even just to understand the ecosystems that these uh, babies were hatching into. But we also want to look in more depth into the material we already have, especially the jaw. We want to do some more high-powered scans to see if we can reconstruct um, the incremental lines of of the way that the teeth grow, and that'll tell us how many days these dinosaurs spent in the eggs before they hatched which I think would be a really interesting question to answer. And we also think there may be some uh, misidentified material that's already been collected and is in, is in collections throughout the world. So we want to go, go through and re-examine some of those bones and see if maybe uh, our, our bones give a, a sense that we've uh, misidentified some things and that we have more baby tyrannosaurs out there than we initially thought. Fascinating stuff, Dr. Funston. I'm going to urge people to go to your website, gregfunston.com. You uh, did. Uh, there's a lot of great information on there. I spent time watching videos uh, this afternoon, uh, and I want to thank you for for sharing um, your research and your and your discoveries. And certainly want to thank you for joining us from Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, this evening, this afternoon here, this evening there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, take care. Dr. Greg Funston joining us from Edinburgh, Scotland this afternoon.